members of the PHFFL, Commissioner Conlon here, and I am stoked beyond belief today. Week one is here. Week one is finally here. It feels good. It feels awesome. It's coming at you on a Thursday for another episode of the Race to Three podcast. And I tell you what, so the Race to Three podcast, we trialed this thing last year. You know, we did a few pilot episodes. Luckily, the contract, it got extended. They gave us a contract through the end of the season. And when I sat down this this offseason to kind of talk, hey, we're picking this thing back up again. We're giving another run of it for the 2021 PHFFL season. Uh, you know, the big wigs at Anchor, the big wigs at Spotify, at Apple, Apple Podcast, everywhere. Essentially, they said, hey, you know what? We'll pick you and we'll extend you up for one more year. But there was one contingency on that. We need to have back the 2020 co-host of the year, the owner and GM of Jerry's Kids. Needs no introduction. Chadillac. Just bought a Chadillac. CT. We have him here live in the flesh. Chadillac, how we doing? Fantastic. Nor else I'd rather be than Tux Pub. God, it is. I am glad you're here. I'm glad you highlighted in Tux Pubs. You know what? Let's go ahead. Let's practice some tradition here and crack some gold ones. Oh, there's some good cracking sounds, baby. Got to get that first one down, that first sip, and wait all day for it. Yeah, I hear you. It tastes like game day, baby. So what what, what, what are you sipping on there, Chadillac? I got some victory dance here from Single Speed. Ah, that's right. And Single Speed. That's uh, one of your top beers. Top beer. This one really has taken over the number one spot now for quite a while. Um, just very good flavor. And uh, I'm feeling like it, I'm hoping it might be fitting tonight that um, that victory is in the name. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> maybe wishful thinking. Well, that's all right. Well, we, we can get into that. We'll find out. I'm on the other hand. I got a little clone fest here. I know I kind of talked about it last weekend. They taste good enough this last weekend. I tell you what, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about it. Cyhawk weekend, Chadillac. Cyhawk mm-hmm. weekend, mm-hmm. big Saturday. I mean, really, I would say maybe a couple of times a year. Maybe not even that. Maybe a couple times. Well, once a year at most, at most, the or at least the moons and the stars, they all align, and you just get a beautiful, beautiful weekend of all these great things. So we've got kickoff of the NFL season, and who opens up that season? None other than the defending Super Bowl champs, my Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus your Dallas Cowboys. I mean, I'm loving that. So we're sitting here. We're going to do this podcast recorded together watch that tonight so that'll be awesome so obviously that kicks off the season we get the phffl season now underway we're kicking that off stars happen to align that we just happen to be week one opponents on that as well which is pretty nuts so uh that extended week i think i've played malk daddy for i don't know how many weeks years straight week one added that other week shuffled the schedule a little bit now i got ct chadillac and then bucks boys just happen to play each other Pretty wild, pretty wild. I mean, the stars couldn't have aligned any better. And honestly, I feel like everything in my life, good or bad, it has led up to this point. (laughs) You know what? You're right. I I agree. You know, they say, uh, have we ever had deja vu about this moment? So I think they say if you have deja vu, that means you are exactly where you're supposed to be in that given moment. So I imagine we'll each have deja vu here sooner rather than later. I believe it. 100% true. 
100% true. And then the last big thing that aligns the stars is the Cyhawk week. So got the Clone Fest, no doubt in my mind. Clones are going to go out there. They're going to take care of business at Jack's Rice in Ames, Iowa, with game day there, take care of business. Thoughts on that, Chadalek? You know, I know Iowa came out. Their fans are obviously pumped. Yeah. I mean, they had a good showing, but – I'm definitely I'm on board with you for this one. It might be the only thing we agree on all night. Wow! But all right, I'm baby. going to Iowa State because, I mean, if it's not this year, when? I mean, that's my question. I just feel like this is a fantastic opportunity for ISU to go out, prove it. Wow! I fucking love it, Chadillac. I love it, and I think it's going to happen. Uh, one thing I'm worried about now: we're only about five minutes into the show, and we probably just lost. Half the league's probably Hawkeye listeners. The half's probably already dropped. Oh off no! Now. Oh no! I did, yeah, I knew there were some, and, and there's yeah, there's quite a few. Oh boy, yeah. Yeah, I might not get that vote for best. Goals. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, <laughs> went talk, down the tube. Talking about best goals, I gotta ask that. So you've been on this show already once with a smashing success. The crowd loved it. Fans loved it. Um, coming on a second time now. Well, how are the feelings compared to last time? Is there less pressure, more pressure? You're actually here physically this time. I love that. Last time we were recording online. Now you have you have some expectation to live up to with how the performance went last time. Uh, just kind of walk me through your headspace right now. How are you feeling? I'm, I'm actually surprised at how, I mean, I've actually got some nerves going for this. You know, it's almost like it's almost like Dak Prescott taking the field again wow. after being hurt, you know. Yeah. And uh so you just got to shake off those nerves a little bit and, and get rolling, you know. But that's uh, – I, yeah, I just want to put on a, a good show for all, all of our listeners. And, uh, yeah, so I I actually got caught up on the old podcast uh, last night. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. Did you want me to say anything about that right now? Uh, you know what? We'll, we'll get in that. We'll get in that. I'm sure you'll have some choice, potential words. We'll get your feedback on that. Um Right now, though, I mean, I think we need to kick this thing off, get in the transaction corner. Um, so we'll boot scoot boogie over to the recent activity on ESPN to get us into transaction corner. And this is what I'll say right away. So since the last drop with me and Jake just a week ago that Chad just alluded to, excited to hear his thoughts on that. You know, the season's kicking off. There's been a load of ad drops. People just trying to get their rosters right. People finally – that needed to go get kickers and defenses are going to get that dropping people. End of the day, I'm not going to bring and give to the people the regular transaction corner where we go through every waiver wire pickup. I'm just going to kind of ignore that portion of it. But what I do got to do to make things square, to make things even, last time transaction corner, I said, hey, we've had three trades. We covered three trades. Later in the show, kind of had an aha, shit, we kind of neglected one of these trades between the OBJYN and Ferkser, I barely know her. I guess we'll have to find out if that's still his team name. I did notice that was one of the ad drops, but we'll get to that. Uh, but anyways, they had a trade that went down, so I feel like we need to give that a spotlight and do justice and give some analysis on that. So let me scroll down here, Chad. We'll see if we can't find it. It's probably long, long gone now. Uh, two pages. Let's do this. Let's change the start date to here. We'll find this trade. Here we go. We had Curtis Samuel getting shipped over from the OBJYN to Ferkser. I barely know her. Uh, Curtis Samuel, Samuel, wide receiver, now with the Washington football team, uh, had started his career with the Carolina Panthers. I've always thought of him as a right or wrong. Maybe I don't know enough about him. I've kind of always thought of him as like a almost – 
Percy Harvin-esque type player where he's a wide receiver, but he's a guy that you can manufacture balls to, you know, maybe run some screens to him, maybe run him on reverse, maybe out of the backfield, that kind of thing, or at least that's my mindset on him. So Nathan, he went out, he flipped his next year's 2022 first round pick to bring himself and Curtis Samuel kind of sure, sure up the halfback spot. There's questionable on his name right now. I admittedly don't really know what's going on with him. I've heard the news was, hey, he's either going to be full go or we're not going to play him at all. They're not going to mess around with any of that kind of snap count type stuff. Or, hey, try to walk him out there if he's only 75% healthy. So he's either going to be full go or nothing. This year says he was a non-participant in today's practice. Probably not voiding well for starting off the season. Uh, but I'm going to pause there. Thoughts, reactions to this trade, um, anything on this? Either thoughts on Curtis Samuel or trading away the, the future draft equity on it? I, I like the win now. Yeah. Um, the move there, just trying to trying yep. to compete get, and, uh, uh, you know, admittedly, I don't know a whole lot more than that. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that's all right. It is uh, Curtis Samuel. I would not say he's a premier player by – any stretch of imagination. So he's wide receiver two last year, position ranked 24. I think Nate Daddy's hoping he gets paired up with Ryan Fitzmagic, and old Fitzmagic is not Fitztragic, and he's a benefactor of that, bringing him in. The only thing I will say, uh, initial glance, I kind of thought like, well, that seems kind of – seems like a big win in the OBJYN's standpoint because, you know, he's deep, deep, deep at the wide receiver position. And if he kicked over Curtis Samuel, who I don't know was maybe – fifth, sixth on his depth guard at the time for wide receivers, and he gets back a first-round pick uh, because of that, I would say usually, hey, that's a hell of a big move right there, and it still could be a hell of a big move. The only thing I will mention, um, and actually I'll pause there because we've got a mailbag on it, so I'll kind of get to that there. So that's what I'll say for those thoughts right now. Any other passing words before we go ahead and jump into the mailbag for the night? None. All right. I love it. Let's go ahead and get into the mailbag then. Ah, feels nice to be back in the mailbag. Must be week one. Season must be here. Um, a relatively light mailbag. So I had two that have come in uh, that we'll respond to. Then I actually have a mailbag question for, for you that I want to make sure that we get to here. So uh, the very first one that I think is important for us to get to, and I kind of just alluded to it in Transaction Corner, uh, Tommy B, owner and GM of Tomcat, my barbecue mate, my barbecue partner, my smoking mate, Tommy B himself, he, he reached out and he want he wanted to know, he said, hey, what happens with future draft equity and trades if someone wins the three titles? So let's say, hypothetically, you trade for a 2022 first round pick and the league closes down this year. The boys of fall, they reign supreme back-to-back -back years, and they close it down with three championships. He wanted to know, hey, what happens with that first-round pick? Is there any kind of compensation on that when it comes to redraft? I thought this was a good question. I thought it was a good question to address to the entire league so everyone was up to speed with that because I do think it's important. Uh, the ultimate answer on that is that portion of the trade would just completely be null and void. So if the league ends and you traded a rookie first-round pick, there's Tuck, Tuck in the background in Tuck's pub, 
if you trade that first round pick, that's null and void. That means nothing more. Wipe the slate clean. The only reason I bring that up because trading future draft equity or gathering future draft equity, I guess I would say, very well could be an awesome play. Could be a good play. You could be loaded up, draft some young studs for years to come. On the flip side of that, you might end up having absolutely got nothing back in return for your given trade and just completely null and void. So that trade could straight up just be Curtis Samuel for nobody, or it could be Curtis Samuel for a first round pick. Chadillacs at crystal clear, um, clear as mud. Where do we sit on the spectrum? It is clear to me. And I just feel like Tuck, you know, Tuck's already feeling the pain on that one. You know, maybe he's, maybe he's like Malcolm, you know, and really, uh, Really hoping for some draft picks, but I mean, you know, that's the risk you take. I mean, it may not line up for you, uh, but yeah, Tuck is kind of, you know, <laughs> that sounds like pretty painful for him to hear that. Yeah, that must, that must be the issue. He, he says that's bullshit. Their draft equity should be worth something. Uh, good call on that. So if we move on, all right, so we got that mail off. Let's dust off some of this other mail. We got one here. Everyone knows the owner and GM of Jameis Winston Revenge Store, Milk Daddy himself. Very, very simple question. He just wrote in and says, does it feel like Christmas morning is what he wanted to know. CT, Chadillac, let's go ahead. Let's just kick it over to you. Let's get your thoughts and feedback on today. Opening kickoff day of the PHFFL of the NFL season. We've waited so long. How does it feel? Does it feel like Christmas morning? I, I think it's better. I think it's absolutely better. I don't think there's any holiday out there that would really hold a candle to it. No, I agree. <laughs> you know, I I can breathe. I feel like I can I can breathe a sigh of relief. You know, all of our uh, all of our day to day you know things we have to do in our life, and for for one moment we can just kind of set those things aside. Love it. We can bring uh, the Cowboys Bucks into focus and oh, just enjoy man. the moment. Um, and have nothing else. I mean, really, what more could you ask for? You know what, Shadalak? That was my exact response to was, hey, it's better than Christmas Day. And I don't know <laughs> how much more I've had. You just kind of nailed it on said. Not only is today a big, big day, we finally got football back. Our teams are squaring off, kicking off the season. That's epic. That doesn't happen very often. No. Uh, like you just our team kicking off and let alone our teams going against each other. That'll, that'll never happen again. I can probably say that's probably safe to assume. Um, or maybe not, at least in our lifetime. Uh, so I agree, it's huge. And then, you know, Sundays, they just have a whole other element to them. And then Mondays and then Thursdays, I got to get on here and gab at all of you guys again for, for an hour every Thursday and watch some Thursday night football. It is a time to be alive. It's a great, great season, fall. I love fall. Mm -hmm. With that, I'm, I'm going to cheer you and wet my whistle on that. Hmm. And this one's going a little faster than I thought. So yeah, let's see here. You know? say old cheers. Felt felt like a pretty light can. You just holler when you need one. <laughs> um, and then the last the last one we have in it actually comes in for me, Chadillac. So you're here. You're in the hot seat. You're 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 in the co-host seat. Um, I need I need to know. I know you're caught up to speed from the podcast from last week. Give me your thoughts, feedback. What do you think about the assessment on your team uh, that Jake? And myself gave you last week, and I mean, I get it. We, we, we maybe had not so great things to say, but I just want to get 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 your two cents on it. Give you a chance. Uh, the floor is yours. Uh, Anything you want to say for rebuttal? I gotta say, I gotta say, I was absolutely flabbergasted when I 
when I dug into that podcast and it was rolling down the list and I thought, oh boy. But, <laughs> and, and what really shocked me, I mean, you know, I, I really liked uh, Jake had some fantastic uh, women choices for us and Tuck agrees. But what really, really just really shook me was just how ruthless you were, Kamish. I mean, you you really took it to us. I mean, not just me, but Vitsum too. And, oh, it was hard to listen to, but I, I powered through. But the one thing I have to say is Alexis Texas was absolutely the perfect choice for me. Yeah. You know, you could see my browser history through the years, and, <laughs> and she's definitely in there, you know. Mm. But, I mean, it's kind of, you know – She's kind of lost her, her luster a little bit, but so, she's a legend, you know. Uh, all right, so Alexis Texas was no, was no. Uh, you didn't, you didn't have to go search the internet to scrape up and figure out that was. You had a pretty good working knowledge of who Alexis Texas was. As soon as he dropped the name, I was just like, oh man, he did, he did it. He, I don't know how he he figured that one out. It was just, I mean, he put it together, you know, Dallas Cowboys. Uh, it was it's a good match there. So <laughs> Matt, match made in heaven, and, and like Jake said, you know, I I, I know you're, you're happily with someone right now, but who knows? You and Alexis, Texas, you could something be an item. You just never know. Right, right, and and I will say, I mean, it's been a while. I I've kind of set the I, I've cleared my history, and <laughs> I have kind of set yeah. those things aside for now. But you know. Everybody has their moment uh, of, of curiosity, and yeah, uh, yeah that's been classic. Well, Did you actually clear your history? Or did you just switch your browser to incognito mode, so it doesn't <laughs> record anymore. Which one actually is it? Crowd needs to know. Man, no, I don't even. I'm too lazy to go incognito. <laughs> I just whatever. You know, it's like Joe Rogan said. I mean, nobody really cares what you you know what yeah. kind of porn you're looking at, whatever. But I mean, yeah, I think you're better off if you just kind of don't look all the time you know? <laughs> i mean hell i don't even have tiktok dude yeah, and i got people I. I mean i i sit there and look at people and, and they they've got just 300 tiktoks to look at or catch up on and i'm just like you know i i just don't know that i need that i'm ready for that that yeah. i need that in my life i hear you but uh i'm sure it's entertaining and there's a yeah. lot of beautiful women on there but yeah I mean, as there is in reality <laughs> kings and brazzers so we'll just keep it we'll just keep it to the old old faithful in the tradition so i love it that's good we we got the mail dusted off and so that means we're out of the mailbag i love the first mailbag of the year if you have questions get them in either via that voice drop or send me a text love this portion of the show so get them in here and we'll scoot on over to sorry to that time sorry to believe to the meat of the night show here we are in the meat of the night, and as always, you guys already know who the meat of the night's coming from. I mean, hell, your beer sporting a TNT barbecue koozie. I love it. Cyclone colors on top of it. TNT barbecue. Bringing you the meat tonight, and what would the meat of the night be? So, obviously, we already highlighted the moon's aligned, the stars have aligned. Everything's great right now. It's big, big, big. Buccaneers showing down with the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys, when I think Texas, I think beef. So what do we got to go with? Went with Tom Hawk steak last week. That's big, big old conch of beef. 
brisket's out there. Brisket may, maybe King, you know, it's near and dear to my heart. I think maybe what slightly one ups it is pretty much brisket on a bone, which turns into a beef rib. And that's exactly what we had on the smoker this afternoon, this morning. That's what we got smoked up. That's what we're going to chow down into prior to the game, prior to kickoff. Throughout kickoff, we'll be eating some beef rib. Got it on there about 8 o'clock this morning. Got You always got to get the SPG on a baby salt, pepper, garlic. We got that on there. Then it's about as easy as it can be from there. Pretty much just had it on there for, I think it was about six hours. Pull it off, set in the cooler, let it rest. It's currently just resting right now, waiting for us to devour it. Oh. But I think that is a perfect meat of the night for tonight's show. And as always, the meat of tonight's show is brought to you by, no, not RGQ, no, not All Meat Matters, TNT Barbecue, our meat is dynamite all right ct channel x so now we got to tell the people what is the meat of tonight's show so awesome dude could you toss me another beer for ah, yes yes <laughs> yeah we, we we can do that we can do that how kind of you to wait through the <laughs> wait through the tnt drop you know they pay good money to have that segment exactly dude that's actually my favorite part dude, all right, so all right, i dude. wasn't wouldn't dare you know all step right. in there but but then the second priority is making sure that a victory dance is yeah, uh, in your hand. In my hand. Gotta yeah. have a cold one to crack. You know what? I'm gonna join you in that venture. But I'm gonna mm. shift mm. gears off of oh, I gotta get up out of the seat, pull us out. I'm shifting gears off of the clone fest, although delicious. It is time for an Oktoberfest. To me, Oktoberfest. You like Oktoberfest, Chad? Beers. You know, I might have to have a sip or something at some uh, point. I, I uh, <laughs> we can make that happen. <laughs> I've, I've been pretty consistent over here, but uh, yeah, you know, I've never met a beer that I didn't like. Yeah, that makes <laughs> that makes two of us. That's I mean, for sure. I hate to sound like an alcoholic. But... <laughs> yeah, well, I know. I remember at the ending of recording last time, or whatever. Like we kind of went back and forth. You mentioned you kind of just started. Or maybe it ramped up, kind of getting into the whiskey lane and whiskey stream. So. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean that's you mix that in, but I would say that I would say I'm just mostly beer. I mean, but for special occasions, you know, and yeah. um, and what was it that night? Boy, that was a while ago. I don't even remember. But uh, yeah. certainly, um, a little whiskey can kind of set the tone. Yeah, sure. And. Um, and then you can just kind of ride off into the sunset with some some good IPAs or something like that. Yeah, I hear you there. Um, to me, Oktoberfest, we'll definitely make sure you try <laughs> one this evening, tonight. Uh, to me, it tastes like fall and football in a can or bottle, is what I'll say. Oh, that <laughs> sounds like a little slice of heaven. It is a slice of heaven. <laughs> it is a slice of heaven. Uh, where the hell were we? Oh, yeah. We were getting into the meat of tonight's the show. Meat. The meat. The meat of the show. And tonight, so obviously this is week one. We have nothing to rewind it to. We, we have nothing to rewind it to unless you want to rewind it back to any t- takes that you have still yet from last week. But if not, we're just going to mosey right in and we're going to look ahead and we're going to give you and bring down, break down all the action, everything you need to know. We've got six matchups this week. Everyone's going at it. Week one, everyone has a clean slate right now. This is the week where, hey, Athletes and we pumped up at the end of this week. They're gonna be one and undefeated, feeling good about themselves. The other half, they're gonna have to take an L. Doesn't feel good. Doesn't feel good to start the year off with an L. So we're gonna go ahead. We're gonna break down all that action. 
pretty much. I don't know if we have any twists on this this year. We'll go through. I'll kind of give the lines, give the spreads. Mm-hmm. We'll break down the matchups a little bit. We can each give, hey, who do we like, who do we not like. Uh, we can maybe slot it into a time slot for – uh, the PHFFL network, whether that's Thursday night football, Monday night, Sunday night, Sunday afternoon, whatever the hell it is, we can make that happen. And I think that's what we'll bring to the folks. Jadalak, any thoughts? Good to get going? Uh, yeah, but I just, I don't know. Are we going to have any Caitlyn Jenner references or what? <laughs> yes. You know, Chad, you are in a prime, prime position to advent, to avenge yourself on that very comment. So it works out pretty fittingly that we're against each other. Your team shows up, puts up, I'll eat those words. I'll eat some crow and I'll take that back. So, right, right. You know, it's definitely added a little fuel to my fire for this week and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, uh, uh, definitely a friendly rivalry, but you certainly kicked it up a notch, um, (laughs) with that one. So, and, um, and I know, I mean, you can sit there and you can say all you want, but I, you know, I know you want to send me out of here a loser. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I won't. I, said, I won't. That's another thing we won't argue on this evening. So I will not debate you on that. I have a hundred percent in my eyes. I've set that on sending Jerry kids out. A loser. A loser, and I hope that is what happens, but we will find out. We'll break it all. We'll give it to we'll, all the folks. We'll come back to it. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll, 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 there'll be plenty of time to discuss all of those things. But, hell, so, I mean, I guess with that, we, we should get into it, kick, kick this off here. So we're going to start off with uh, two teams that have been premier in the PHFL across the last few years, constantly getting into the playoffs, constantly finding themselves in the semifinals and championships. I'm speaking of the OBJYN versus the Dirty Van Super Punters. So we look at this. We look at the opening line, and I'll get into the box score here. But there's a four-point spread here. The OBJYN is a four-point favorite. So and we're talking about a pretty tight matchup, pretty evenly contested matchup here against these two. Um, so let's open this up, get into the box score, see what each of these teams have. I should say we haven't looked yet. That point four. Yeah, that looks like they all have kicker. Um, take that back. OBJYN does not have a kicker. Uh, we always give an eight point line to that. So I guess that actually makes this a twelve point spread here for OBJYN. So they're a twelve point favorite. Have to be feel, feeling good about that going to week one. Uh, Chad, we got it up in front of us. We we have the matchups. Any initial thoughts or takeaways from this given matchup or something you do or do not like on either of these squads? Well, I simply like Ben in this one. Um, I'm a little nervous on Barkley, uh, what he'll be able to provide yeah. this week. I, I really don't know. I mean, I've been I've been kind of keeping tabs on the notes on him, just wondering where he's at with his injury or um, if he's going to – how many carries, how many touches he's going to get. But outside of that, you know, uh, it's always hard to – Hard to pick against a lineup that has uh, Patrick Mahomes uh, right there. So uh, liking him very much here, and you see all those green check marks. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, I think you nailed it. Um, Saquon Barkley is the biggest question mark on this roster. So there's been a lot coming out in terms of, hey, he's, he's going to go, but is he going to be full go or not? That they don't know. Are they going to limit his workload? Are they going to ramp him back up to full speed? That's all yet to be seen and determined. Uh, also going against Denver 
at least in my mind, I think Denver is a pretty strong defense, but might not be the most favorable matchup. So that is a very interesting thing to bring up. On the flip side, going through the Dirty Van Super Punish roster, I mean, the one thing he is armed with here for sure is, yes, Patrick Mahomes is scary at the top of that, but in terms of out wide wide receivers, he at least does have mm. Pat's number one option there with Tyreek Hill. So I think Dirty Van Super Punish, he has to be hoping, hey, Let's hope the ball gets fed to Tyreek early and often. He's the one hitting pay dirt there for the Chiefs to try to neutralize that Patrick Mahomes attack that we know how brutal that can all be. Um, and really, you look at this whole game, there's quite a few Chiefs players or big-name Chiefs players are in here. Uh, Dirty Van Superpunters now loaded up with old Clyde, CEH. He has him there running for him, Kareem Hunt running for him. So really, that Cleveland-Kansas City game, however that goes, is really going to determine – who's going to be the winner and loser of this whole matchup. End of the day, this is what I'll say. So if it's a 12-point spread, I do think the OBJYN, they walk away the winner this given week. But I think it's going to be tighter than 12 points. I think Dirty Van Superpunter is going to hold in there and cover that 12-point spread. Fantastic points, Kamish. Yeah, love it. Um, any where, where would you want to slot this game for PHFL Network? Whether that would be Sunday night football, Sunday afternoon, a noon game, oh, Monday okay. night football. Okay. Yeah, just put it at noon. Put it at noon. All right, just a nooner right here. Um, you know what? I'm going to go ahead since it's two marquee names. I'm going <laughs> to give these guys the Sunday night football Whoa, spot. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's right. Putting it in there at the Sunday night football spot. All right, let's scoot on over to the next matchup. Let's pull out of here and take a look at who we have up next. Chadillac, I'm going to need you to give me your best hungry, horny, and he, he, Henry. Hungry, horny, and <laughs> Henry. I don't know if you've ever had a – Hungry, horny, and hee-hee, Henry. Every day shop sound the same. You always have a different variation. I love it. There's a hell of a good chance you will have to deliver another one. Uh, so let's get in this matchup here. So we have Paris Hilton. Oh, excuse me. We have Quinn Pels here, <laughs> of the owner good. of GM of Hungry, Horny, and Hee-Hee, Henry, going up against the guy that brought us the insights last week, the guy that brought us all the analogies. Show me where you ship from, Jake Meyer squad himself. Jake Meyer is sitting at a five-point favorite here. So another tight one. Let's open up this box score and make sure we don't have to adjust the spread. So the score here is projected to be 122 to 117. And luckily, these spreads, they are set. They are good to go. Um, some brutal news I'll bring up that I hit this week that affected Show Me Where You Shit From. And it's amazing. The guy's already on top mm. of it. Gus Edwards. So J.K. Dobbins, Baltimore Ravens, we know we already lost him for the year with an ACL. Gus Edwards, at least the reports now coming out of practice, is that he also tore his ACL today, not to mention Marcus Peters, their number one defensive back, tore their ACL today, back-to-back plays. So brutal, brutal, brutal. Uh, Jake suffers through that. A team that was just, I mean, you, you heard him. He's Kim Kardashian, the comeback story. He was just nailed with injuries last year and injury bug bites him here early this year uh, i know there's also have been some rumblings that austin eckler potentially has another hamstring injury this year he has a q next to his name don't have a whole lot of details there other than i know that's kind of the situation right there 
don't like hearing that after what he had. It was like the highest hamstring injury you possibly have. I don't know how they fucking scale those things. My doctor, but somewhere from like a one to a three, let's say three is the worst. I'm pretty sure he was in the three category. So not good there. Um, That's all I'll start out and say. Uh, He's kind of weathered storm. Luckily, he's got some halfback depth there. Has got Melvin Gordon slotted in there in the flex to replace Gus Edwards. Uh, Chadillac, any any thoughts there with all that information on this matchup, on these two owners? Who's going to reign supreme? Who's going to go home with their tail tucked between their legs this week? Well, to be honest, I'm I'm a little hungry. I'm hungry. Ooh. I won't I won't say horny. I got to hope now. You're sleeping in the guest bed tonight, so. <laughs> Right, right. Got to keep that in check. Yeah, preferably. <laughs> but I think that the Henrys could do uh, just enough this week to to get the season feeling nice for Quinn. All right, so hungry, <laughs> horny, and he, Henry, take the win as the underdog. So we know we think they're going to cover it. Uh, we just got to hope we don't have to worry about Chad pulling up Alexis, Texas tonight in the guest bed, which I think we should be good with. So we'll find out. Uh, pulling through this, um, this will say I'm actually going to agree with you here, Chadillac. I do think knowing that Gus Edwards is now out, I'm not a huge Melvin Gordon fan. He might start off the year strong. I think he eventually loses that job to Javante Williams, or at least the majority of that workload to Javante Williams. So unfortunate blow there, but at least you have him there to slot in there. Austin Eckler, that's my biggest thing. Knowing if it's a hamstring again, I don't have a great idea of what his status is, but that's enough to scare me off that line. And I'm gonna hop in here. You know what? Hungry, horny, and he, he, Henry Quinters himself. He's got his two rooks out there that he went and got. So he's got Trevor Lawrence going against Houston. You have to imagine it's gonna be a dumpster fire this year. So he's got that going. Derrick Henry, the namesake of his team. You gotta expect a big outing out of that. And then I'm very, very excited to see Najee Harris in his first game. Like that guy's gonna be a stud. And the one I have to bring up. I can't skip by it. Antonio Brown, I think he's going to light fireworks up in that Dallas Cowboys secondary. Oh, man. Okay, okay. And that is fair. That's a fair assessment. In fact, I am a little worried. I've gone through the the full range of emotions, to be honest with you, buddy. I've gone from feeling good to feeling like we could just get blown out of the water, you know, because it's just so much there. And, and that's why I want to ask you right now, I want to ask you about Brady's projection. Do you feel like that that's on? Do you feel like that that is – that? what do you think about that projection? That's 29 and a half points. Yeah, 29 and a half points. That's big, big, big. Um, I'm on the record as late as last week saying that I think this is going to be the most statistically significant season that Tom Brady's ever had. But let's just say this is 29 and a half points. That's projected higher. I just flipped back over the last matchup because we are talking about Pat Holmes. That's projected just a – another tenth of a point even higher wow. than Pat Mahomes. I got to imagine this is the highest projection at a quarterback this week. We'll keep an eye on that and see. This is what I'll say. I'll say the 29 and a half is going to round up. He's going to throw up a 30-burger tonight, and that's going to make Jake feeling good about himself going in the mm. night. I'll throw this out here. On DraftKings, I have the over on yards of Antonio Brown, of Chris Godwin, and Mike Evans tonight. The line was anywhere from 49.5 up to 59.5. So I'm feeling good about the wide receivers in the passing game. If I feel good about that, I feel good about Mm. that 29.5 line. I see. For Tom Brady and Jake Meyer, (laughs) show me your shit from. Sorry, Chadillac. I know you you don't want to hear any of this, but that's what I feel. But I don't think it's going to be enough for Jakob this week. Well, I do find that very interesting. I I do because – 
you know, you're you're sitting up there on your on your cloud, you know. You, I am right and now. And you've got a damn good reason. But I, I'll just say this though: we and I, I know we're still going through these matchups, but sometimes it's really hard to hold back. Uh, you know what you're what you're feeling inside. You know the passion is burning. And I just feel like I do feel like this is not the same defense. So you better just be a little bit careful on your projections, buddy, because I'm hope I'm looking for a pass rush. I think that if we can, if we can get in, and it's easier said than done, of course. And I know that some of the listeners might be out there just shaking their heads at me, just wanting me to just stop at this point because I mean, this is Tom Brady we're talking about, the goat, the goat. And we'll get more to, into that at some point, hopefully, because I would like to talk about what bugs me about that guy, but. <laughs> But uh, let, let's just say that. I'll just say that. that. So, but but like I said, you know, full range of emotions. I can just I can see so many different outcomes tonight, and I just feel like at some point I had to shut it off. But I just I will say that um, that when it comes down to it, I I just don't I just don't see all of those coming true. Wow. All right. Yeah. What you think? Okay. Yeah. And I uh, that's what I'll say. I. I think two of the three, at least on those three wide receivers going over, is a lock. And I think three <laughs> out of three is, is not out of the question, is what I'll say. So, all right, well, well that, that's a great teaser. We'll boot scoop boogie on to the next one. We're looking at the Tomcats, my smoking mate, my barbecue partner, Tommy B, Tom Binkin himself, and the Tomcats going up against another and Daniel Offridge's sinners like me. Said you come from me Man, I just love that drop here in a little Eric Church on the Race of Three podcast. I'm going to have to make sure I pull that out more and more this season. Uh, so, yeah, let's get into it here. Sinners Like Me. So, this one's projected to be 120 points to 115 with Sinners Like Me being the five-point favorite. I'll open up the box score here for us, Chadillac, so we can break this down. Make sure rosters are completely set. They are. I love it when we don't have to give adjusted spreads. That's too much math for me. So I'm glad that we have this locked in. Um, let's break this match that matchup down for the folks. Jalak, I've been putting you on the spot, making you go first a lot on these kind of things, <laughs> giving you no chance to have thought process. So I'll go ahead and I'll take my first stab at this. Uh, let me scan kind of the rosters here and give me give you my thoughts. Um, I'll say this. It is... Last year, you know, Daniel started putting the building blocks there for new look centers like me. He's continued to do that this year, unfortunately, because of injury with Cam Akers going out that we talked about. He he's had to go out and make a couple other trades, go out and give himself Dam- Damian Harris and James Robinson to fill out in this halfback slot. So his halfback slots are new look. His quarterback, rookie quarterback from last year, Justin Herbert, I'm sure he has sky high expectations for him. He's got Gronk in there at tight end. He's got Stefan Diggs. I mean, this could be potentially one of the strongest, if not the strongest wide receiver trios that we have in this league with Mike Evans, Justin Jefferson, Stefan Diggs. We already know my take on what will happen with Mike Evans on this. I'll say this, looking at this squad, um, just looks like it's solid across the board for this given week. I'm really loving James Robinson going against those Houston Texans because – 
both those teams, I'll admittedly say, I think are going to be garbage this year, both the Houston Texans and Jacksonville. But I think that's perfect and good game script for James Robinson. Now with Travis Etienne out of the way, I think that's good game script for him to come in and make an impact. Um, Gronk, I don't know. He may, may or may not be good for a tutty. I don't think he's going to be huge fantasy relevant in this at the beginning of this year. I think they kind of pick a spot to use him. Obviously, I think Mike Evans will be. So that's my thoughts on uh, centers like me side. I'm going to flip over to the Tomcats, give it a quick scan. Uh, we, we know how I feel about the halfbacks. I'm not loving the halfback situation there of Kenyon Drake and James Conner, especially because I think both Baltimore and Tennessee could have fairly strong run defenses to try to lock that stuff down. But again, on the flip side here, Chadillac, you're wearing number 88. I don't know if that's for C.D. Lamb, Des Bryant, Michael Irvin. What uh, what, what, what 88 do we have on there on your back? Is that C.D. Lamb or no? Well, you just don't don't look. But I mean, okay. <laughs> but I mean, at, at this point in time, it's for CD. Okay, I, 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 I love CD. it's for CD. What is the actual? Uh, who is it actually for? Turn around. Let me see your back. It was at one point. Ah, throwing the X up. All right. Yeah. All right. Which I mean, you know, you can't no. argue with that because no. he was a beast, you know. But, but yeah, you know, uh, I just. Uh, didn't want to buy a different jersey, so it's got the same numbers and it's got CD Lamb and <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, it works out fucking great. Uh, this is what I'll say then about CD Lamb. I do think he poses a threat to the Tampa Bay secondary. So I know I've been talking a lot of shit thus far about the Bucks wide receivers mm-hmm. and passing like game like against it. your secondary. Um, and we'll get into it. I will say the one matchup I do feel uneasy about is still our young secondary. Yes, they came together good to the playoff run last year, mm-hmm. but our young secondary. Can they match up three deep against Mari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, who I think is going to be a stud, and then uh, Michael Gallup in there? I don't know how that pairs up, so I think there's room for some points here, and C.D. is definitely one that scares me. Uh, so I think he's in for a big, big night. Uh, the, the other wide receiver matchups, Tommy, that you have, Devontae Adams against Norleans. I assume he draws Lattimore. Devontae Adams, he, he is a different breed than even Mike Evans, but Lattimore usually does a great job an awesome job against Mike Evans. So I think that could shut down Devonta Adams a little bit. Oh. Uh, so this is what I'll say with that happening and with your weak halfbacks, I'm going to put my money. If I'm sitting down there, if this is on DraftKings, I'm going to put my money on centers like me to cover that five point spread and start out their season strong. One <laughs> no. Well, I guess I, you know, I probably wouldn't put any money on it. You know, I, yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm not that confident, but I am going to take Tomcats. In an upset. Ah, uh, the Tomcats. Tom, I'm not. I am not going to count out Tom. I, I mean, just like you mentioned, and of course, um, a fantastic breakdown there um, on the receivers. But I think that 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 can be overcome there. I mean, just the the pure talent that he has at those sure. receiver spots, and I think Lamb is just kind of icing on the cake. And so, yeah, you know, uh, a little bit of a homer here. But, um, but yeah, give me Tom this week. All right. Tom, come on. I love it. Tommy's probably down on Main Street right now. Hell, him and Harv. RVTV, their last stop was Humboldt this year. So, Channel 13 News crews down Perfect. there taking over Main Street, partying up for the Cyhawk week. They're probably down here. When he hears that, you he might have a little bit of a headache tomorrow morning from the beers he's having at the pine. I'm sure he'll I'm be sure. loving sure. to hear that. I need to get back up there sometime, but I'm glad those that those guys are up there representing. And that's just a fantastic uh, time there. So, yeah, I can't blame them one bit. Go for it. 
seize the day and hopefully tom cats that uh you'll you'll be satisfied uh even if you've got a little bit of a headache <laughs> <laughs> that's for sure uh i'll put you on the spot you asked me about tom brady and his line so you're wearing 88 you're telling me it represents cd lamb he's got a line of a projection of 14.9 you taking the over you taking the under on that line <sighs> Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go over on that one because the and here's the thing I mean you've got Cooper you've got Gallup as you mentioned but really throughout camp um, the the talk was about Lamb um, yeah. the whole time I mean it, it never wavered this kid is was making a different highlight reel type catch you know every day his skill set is is just off the charts um, and in terms of what he can do. Uh, second year now, um, I am, am very, very excited about what he could bring. And I just feel like, too, at the same time, because of those other two, I mean, Cooper and Gallup are nothing to sneeze at. And so Lamb, I just feel like that that uh, presents him with even more of a chance to have success because of the talent that's around him. Uh, so I look for I look for him to uh, it hopefully exceed that. And, of course, um, you know, I bleed blue and, and I'm oh, probably yeah. doing, you know, my best Michael Irvin over here, I mean, am I going to be, you know, you're going to ask me that tonight you know, of all nights. And I, of course I'm going to, I'm not going to say under on that one. So, so let's go lamb. I'm, I'm excited. Right. I, I love it. Um, y'all prime, prime this pump again. I'll say, I agree. Arrows up on CD lamb. I made a pretty hard effort to actually try to acquire him this offseason from the Tomcats. Uh, couldn't strike an agreement. We, we got close, but we just couldn't quite get there. So I'll tell you mm -hmm. that CD is my stamp of approval. I agree. The arrow's up. As well as say, Chadillac, you got the 88. You bleed blue, like you said. You know, Tommy can't be feeling great. Carson Wentz, Derek Carr is quarterback. So you got a plethora of quarterbacks. And Any, any chance you go out there and try to get yourself a little CD lamp? Definitely a chance, and you know, Tom knows of my interest. In fact, uh, it, it was the last time we were in Tuck's Pub. Uh, wow. Tom and I had a little bit of a, a private session um, in this back room here. <laughs> I don't want to know what happened in there. If you can save the details, <laughs> and you know, it was um, at that point in time, I. You know, life is all about timing sometimes. Yeah, and, for sure. And at, at that moment, um, you know, he wasn't ready to pull the trigger. I thought that, uh, you know, I could dangle. <laughs> what did we dangle on it from? I don't know if I want to hear this, but proceed. Yeah, I sort of – I knew that was uh, that was coming up there. So, But, yeah, no, uh, you know, I thought that Rodgers might, might interest him, you know, and, and, and still should really um, – but I don't think that he understood where I was coming from. I mean, really, we need we just need to talk again, Tom. Um, I, honestly, tell me what you want out of out of off my team um, because I mean you can see the projections, you can see, and and Common called me out on it. He's not too impressed, so I need to try to do something uh, to try to change that. And at this point, I don't know what else to do. I need to try to unload a quarterback. But I need this value though as well, you know. I mean, I'm not just gonna, I'm not just gonna get rid of the, the the most talented 
quarterback in the league. Not the best ever, you know, but but when you look at Rodgers, honestly, no one's going to argue that. Yeah. I mean, that guy is sick. Yeah. On what he can do. So, so let's just work something out. I'm ready to let him loose, but I just need the, the right value. I need to just let me feel good about it when I lay my head down at night. Uh, you know, and uh, it's probably not going to be enough for me anyway. So, but, but geez, you know, we're running out of time. Jeez, Tommy, that is a plea and a half. Get on the phone, connect with Chad, see what you two can't do. No way in hell, though, you're probably going to give your boy Cole Beasley up, are you? You, you know, it's, that's a, definitely a, a soft spot for me <laughs> or a point of, point of contention there uh, is Cole Beasley, but definitely he would be available. <laughs> oh, you, you hear that here, Tommy? The all-pro wide receiver, Cole Beasley, is available for you if the price is right. Let's move on. I love it. We're going to get into, we got a new team here. Vitsum, he went out, you know, he says, wham, bam, fuck you, Cam. He's not even on his roster anymore. He's not starting the league. He ain't going to be on Alex's roster. So he goes out and has some Mac and TDs is the name of his team. Fit in because we're having, I believe that's a play on Mac and cheese. We're having Mac and cheese this evening. That will be great. So fitting. Um we have him as a seven, almost eight-point dog projected to 112 against Nick Daddy's Ferkser. I barely know her. How would you do the Ferkser? I barely know her. If that was you, out of curiosity. Ferkser? I barely know her. <laughs> that, was, that was very good. Much better than the display I've put out thus far. So your job is just I might have to cut that up, clip it, and that might be dropped in every time I have to say his team name now. So we have him as an eight-point favorite projected at 120 points. Let's open up this box score, Chadillac CT. And you know what? I gave the breakdown first last time. So I'm going to flip it over to you, put you back on the spot while I sit here and wet my whistle and try to gather some thoughts on this matchup. All righty. Did you want me to just dig right in? Just <laughs> just do it live, Chadillac. Whatever. We're going to do it live. Whatever. If words are on your tongue, just let them rip. Well, you know, kind of what comes to mind right now is – is a throwback to our success as a group um, with with Nate the Great wow. leading leading us. Yeah, to, leading to the pigskin power, baby. Pigskin power. And I just feel like he's really going to ride that momentum um, in, in, into the fantasy side as well. Um, really impressed with, with Nate the Great and – Look at this. Look at this lineup here. Oh, yeah, that was a great portion of the show when you guys mentioned was it was it his team that yeah, it was, has all the indoors? Yeah, all the indoors. Johnson, Wilson yeah. could be Willie said Jakob. Uh he had Ryan suck up on his roster at one point in time. He's off fantastic, there. Now, fantastic. But, you yeah. guys really delivered on that. That was fantastic. So yeah, let's go with all the uh let's go with all the Johnsons and Chubbs. Uh, <laughs> Nate the Great, that's my pick, man. Yeah, so Nate the Great, 
you, you can't complete You're right. From now on, it's no longer Nate Daddy. It's Nate the Great after this showing this summer. I mean, he came out. He delivered. And who am I to argue with your analysis there? I do think there's something about momentum. Momentum's a real thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. he's hopping on this momentum. He's worked his ass off this summer to build up this team, executing trades, picking people up. Here he is. Very active. So hell with it. Let's just go ahead. And we're, we're talking a seven, eight point favor here. But I'm going to lay my money, lay my chips, push it all in on Berkshire. I barely know her. <laughs> Chadillac saved me there. Let me hear it one more time out of you. Berkshire. I barely know her. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Um, we did a dog shit job of giving any analysis on Mac and TDs, but fuck it. Let's just do this. Let's slide this one in. We've skipped this on the last few. You work for the PHFL network. What's this game? Is it prime time? Another Sunday nooner, Sunday afternoon. What are you feeling? Um, 315. 315 on <laughs> Sunday. All right. America's game of the week, folks. <laughs> Here it is. Well, yeah, because Nate the Great's in it. Nate, that's all it takes. Nate the Great. Alex, sorry, you didn't get a whole lot of analysis on your squad. Actually, yeah, we should we should uh, we should say something. Okay. Uh, um, well, he's got his now namesake of his team, Mac Jones, the rookie quarterback, starting there against Miami for New England, projected at twenty point four. How you feeling about that? CTs, the rookie can come out. Set the league on fire. There's 20.4, pretty accurate. I I think that's pretty accurate. I'm I'm kind of underwhelmed, I guess. Yeah, um, more of a ball control type offense this Sunday is what we should expect. Handing it off to Damian Harris, it sounds like. Right, right. And I guess I don't know. Let's just move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we move on. To the next matchup. Thank you for that, Chadillac CT. Only got two matchups left. We've got Gurley's Gone Wild, Sam Harvey's squad. Harv again. He's probably out on Main Street. He's probably at the pine right now with Coldwell and those guys. They probably got done working on the windmills. And I said, you know what? Time to go start celebrating the Cyhawk. Mm-hmm. Getting after it probably at the pine. This is nuts hair close, Chad. You always have one matchup every week that's nuts hair close. Granted, we haven't checked the box score yet. Gurley's Gone Wild is a two-point favorite, projected at 116 points over Mouth Daddy's Jameis Winston Revenge Tour at 114. So tight, tight, tight. Nuts hair close. Let's open up this box score and bring it to the people. Ooh, Chadillac, we got deck. Dak Prescott with an advantage up at the top for the Gurley's Gone Wild. Projected 28 points against my Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know I've already kind of given the talk track of if there's a spot where I think they can take advantage, it's in that secondary. The one mm-hmm. thing I will mm-hmm. say is that if that front seven doesn't get all over Dak Prescott's ass and gives him time to throw, I want your thoughts of Dak Prescott not only coming back from that brutal, brutal ankle injury from last season, only playing four games. I think some people are forgetting that, probably a little rust on them. Plus then training camp, not a lot of participation due to a shoulder injury. What kind of deck Prescott should we expect tonight against my Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Absolutely, absolutely. And on the road, and it, it really is just oh God, 
there's so many possibilities and and that rush um yeah that's that's a scary deal i but i do feel like well and and let's just start with zach martin actually uh, yeah, because, COVID, unfortunate yeah doesn't sound like that he's gonna be uh be playing um and that's that's a big loss that's yeah, a huge loss um, arguably one of the best offense linemen in the league right, right. And, and the statistics show, and, and, th- and this is maybe even more so for Zeke um, than, yeah. than Dak, but but that, that Zeke basically has better numbers running on either side of Zach Martin. That's how big of a that's how big of a deal that is. Um, but the thing is uh, with Dak, you know, my hope, I guess, um, and, and again, I mean, because you're going to get the, the Michael Irvin type of response, but my, my best case scenario is just um, – that, that he can get the ball out quick Be, to, to one of those receivers. Just get it out quick. Get that ball out. Uh, I don't want him sitting back, uh, but we'll see. And I just feel like that's going to be important is establishing rhythm. I think I think early on we're really going to – we're going to know. We're going to know. I um, Honestly, I, I guess I'm not expecting like a superstar – type of performance tonight i'm just really not it just doesn't sound realistic yeah i think that's realistic expect. Um, i mean we're talking literally damn near year off of football coming off of a major injury and then unfortunately like i said didn't get a whole lot of training exactly camp yeah so yeah i expect there's gonna be some rust on this for game. sure some rust and, and yeah those first few series we'll see so that's why i just think it's it's so it's so vital that um that they can try to establish a, a rhythm with them and but yeah i mean um, that projection's probably it's it's probably pretty close, but I guess I'd, I'd throw it up probably maybe even under. I don't know. Um, so yeah, all right, hoping oh. for the best, expecting the worst. Right. <laughs> I love that, not a whole lot to add there. We'll continue down Gurley's Gone Wild, Tonio Gibson, the promising second year halfback for the Washington football team. Going up against the Los Angeles Chargers. I'm a Antonio Gibson fan. I think he should have himself a big day. Uh, DK Metcalf, the guy's unreal. It's a beast. George Kittle is another one I kind of want to stop on and highlight. I think he's kind of somewhat been a forgotten man in the landscape. I mean, that's not entirely true. Redraft still going the second or third overall tight end, but just due to the fact that he was out so much last year. I feel like people have forgotten about him and how big of an impact he can make. I know earlier, Chadillac, we have NFL Network up on the screen right now. I saw something flash up there. They were discussing that the 49ers have yet to announce their starting quarterback for week one, whether that's going to be Jimmy Garoppolo or the rookie, promising rookie, dynamic rookie, Trey Lance there, has a chip in one of his fingers. I would imagine it's going to be Jimmy Jimmy G, but they haven't announced that. Mm-hmm. I think the, the George Kittle is going to remind people how good of a tight end he is this year, starting week one against what I think is going to be a putrid Detroit Lions team. Very good, very good. Yeah, uh, I could totally see that. All right, so on the flip side, let's get over to Jameis Winston Revenge Tour. Make sure we don't pull a Vitz on him and just completely skip his squad. Um, <laughs> two guys, well, there's a few that are near and dear to my heart here. David Montgomery. The clones, Cyhawk Week, go clones, baby. He, there's was a little blurb. I'm going to buy into that blurb that said pencil them in, pen them in, let's just say, for 1,400 yards. 
this year. The only thing that kind of sucks, it's probably got to be a little tough sledding against Aaron, Don- Aaron Donald and that Los Angeles Rams strong defense. So that's where he gets a start. Be interesting to see what the game script is there. If they get down early, I think that's not a good deal for David Montgomery, but up on his arrow for the season. Week one, it might not be great. Jabu, Jameis Winston, former quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, now pains me to say a quarterback of the Bucks' rival, the Nolan Saints, playing <laughs> against the Green Bay Packers. They have to play that game in Jacksonville, so no true home field advantage there due to the hurricanes that hit. Uh, so they'll be playing that game in Jacksonville. It'll be interesting to see Jabu against the Green Bay Packers defense. And the one I really want to highlight, now you've already given a lot, but it's Amari Cooper. You know who he is. Wide receiver of the Dallas Cowboys. You already talked on him a little bit. I'll say this. I know I was talking up C.D. Lamb a lot earlier. Amari Cooper, if he draws the number one corner, Carlton Davis of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Amari Cooper is one of those guys that he's not going to wow you with size, not necessarily going to wow you with speed. Plenty, plenty fast. Don't get me wrong, but, you know, he's not like a physical opposing freak, I guess I'm trying to get to, which yeah, yeah. I would argue C.D. Lamb is. But he's a tactical route runner, and he gets open, and he knows how to create space. I would say that is what Carlton Davis struggles against the most. You had already mentioned Dak Prescott getting the ball out quick. I think if he's getting the ball out quick, that ball is probably going to Mari Cooper more often than not. So I would say the arrow's up on him this week tonight. Thoughts, Chadillac, on any of the players on Jameis Winston's revenge tour? I would say I love I love your analysis there. I think that um, you know not even you know being a fan, um, you really nailed it there because that is where Cooper really excels in my opinion. Like you said, not necessarily a physical, uh, you know, freak. Uh, yeah, I mean, in the context. Yeah, and in context, compared to us, yes, very much. Yes, so compared yes. to CD Lamb, no, right. But the thing is. Um, the one thing that's always stood out to me about him is the route running. Yeah. Um, he he honestly ever since Bama, he's been a stud. That's where he excels, and so uh, so that's exciting. And uh, I'll yeah, you said it best. Well, I'll leave it at that. Um, and and that was actually that was the guy I wanted to mention was David Montgomery. Um, big fan as well. Um, I think that. I I like I like Malk Daddy. Um, he's a smart man. Uh, he <laughs> I I know he is uh, kind of you know he's made um, it's no secret that he's 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 playing for the future a little bit. Yeah. But I think he's gonna get into the win column. Yeah, I I agree. I don't know if it's because Harv is my barbecue nemesis or because he beat me twice last year. But I agree, <laughs> the underdog wins outright here. Mouth Daddy, he's having a victory dance. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. having a victory dance this week. Want to know, Harv, hopefully the beers are tasting good. And Malcolm, the pine. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, they, they always do. They always do. And Malcolm, if you can hear me out there, if you, if you ever get this message, boy, I would love for you to uh, try a victory dance sometime. I... I'd actually, yeah, I'd like to see a spin around, and then I'd like to have you take a swig of one of these, and we'll have to catch up one of these days. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> so coming as soon as Tuesday, we should expect a victory dance. Malcolm dancing around, drinking a victory dance, dropped onto the face, PHFFL Facebook feed. One can only hope. 
One can only hope. Malk Daddy, we have dreams here. Let's not crush them. Make it happen. <laughs> All right, Jadalak CT. We are at 540 here, an hour and 20 minutes away from the big kickoff. Luckily, we only have one more matchup to highlight, and that matchup happens to be the one. We had this scene last year when Malik Daddy was here for kickoff. When I was playing him, I mentioned I played him week one for many, many years. Somebody is going to be doing happy drinking tonight, and somebody's going to be doing <laughs> sad drinking tonight. So there's only really, and that's for two things, our fantasy teams. Um, well, let me open this up here. Let's get over, and then I'll get into all of that. So essentially, Chad Lack, the <laughs> the projections, the lines from ESPN, um, it's a big line. We'll, 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 we'll say that. So we have Jerry's Kids, owner and GM, and my co-host for the evening, the 2020 co-host, Race to Three podcast co-host of the year, Chadillac CT, owner and GM of Jerry's Kids, projected at 116 points versus your PHFFL defending champs, the boys of fall projected for a big 154. That's a line of 38. So a pretty steep staggered line. Open up this box score here, Chad, and let's get into it. Uh, the first thing I really wanted to look at, so we know there's going to be happy drinking, there's going to be sad drinking because of the game tonight. But luckily we do both have, you have a couple boys in your lineup. So you have Zeke Elliott in your lineup. You have Michael Gallup in your lineup. Zeke arguably, I won't even say arguably, Zeke being your best player. Uh, I guess you could argue maybe Lamar, Lamar Jackson. But I'm going to say Zeke is your best player. Michael Gallup is a good guy that you got there at wide receiver too. So you got two boys on the flip side. Yeah, I have Chris Godwin riding pine tonight. I thought about flipping him in there just so I could cheer him on, kind of, you know, stick a dagger in you if he was having himself a good night. Uh, <laughs> didn't bring myself to do it, but I still got my Buccaneers out there on the defensive spot. So not only will it be happy drinking and sad drinking tonight based on the outcome of the NFL game, but we should start to take form, start to take picture in terms of who's going to be up big, big, big coming out of Thursday night football and who's going to be chasing for the rest of this weekend. So one of us, again, they'll be just riding high, feeling good. The other one of us is going to be sulking over here, probably grabbing a bottle of whiskey and just trying to drown our sorrows. So that's where I'll start. That's where I'll put it. Chadillac, you've had all sorts of emotions on your face throughout this. Go ahead. I know that you're loaded up i know you got thoughts on this your boy dak prescott right now is warming up on the television let me hear it oh what do you got for this well all i can say is boy it must be nice must be nice you got all everything's lined up for you you got the you're born with a silver spoon in your mouth buddy you got the <laughs> yeah i mean you've got the bucks to coming off a you know super bowl um and you know not a whole lot's changed I mean, they—they're coming out. They're—they're they're healthy, relatively. I mean, I haven't looked at their roster up oh, and down. They're—they're—they're they're, they're, they're they're healthy. healthy. We just have safety out this week. They're healthy. Safe. They're healthy. So that's great. Good. And then your uh, your fantasy roster, of course, is stacked. Which <clears throat> really, I'm sure I'm not the only one out there listening right now that wonders how the hell. Uh, that this even came to be. Uh, so good. Another good one for you. 
All right. And then you've got Iowa State, you know, um, th there's some history being made there already, you know, with uh, with just how much that they're being uh, hyped this year. So uh, that's fantastic. And, and part of me is extremely happy for you because I know um, that you have gone through your years of struggle, both with the Cyclones and the Bucks, um, And the Boys of Fall. And the Boys of Fall. So this is really uh, – I, I'm happy for you in a sense. I'm really happy. But I can't just sit here and toot your horn uh, on all that stuff all night long. I, I'm honestly rooting for you to fail. Uh, and, you, I mean, I think that's fair. So, yeah, huge projection for you. Um, I guess I'm just hoping for the, you know, Hail Mary or whatever, source in fantasy. I mean, really, I mean, what, what else is a guy supposed to say um, at that point? But I will say that um, let's start with the Cowboys Bucks. No. We'll, no, we'll, yeah, we we'll, are. We'll get, we'll get into that yet. Okay. Okay. Oh, all righty. So, from a strictly fantasy perspective, um, could you at least tell me what you think about Fournette? I mean, should I even have him in there? Um, <laughs> playoff Lenny, this is what I'll say. I think that playoff Lenny value, excuse me, Lombardi Lenny's value last year came from his, albeit maybe light or minimum, work in the passing game. Gio Bernard is now there, and I fully anticipate him being Saw our that. third down halfback. Fully anticipate him getting the pass catching work from TB12. <laughs> <laughs> He's going for a phone to adjust lineup. <laughs> He's changing the lineup. Um, and I expect Rojo, all of 24 years old, going into his contract season, I expect him to be the guy toting the rock early down. I honestly don't see a landscape where there's a whole lot of work to be had for playoff Lenny, Lombardi Lenny, uh, only projected a nine-and-a-half point line. That may or may not come true. I think with him in your lineup, your best hope is that he falls in, finds pay dirt, pay dirt down in the goal line. But ultimately, at the end of the day, out of those three halfbacks, Geo's I think, is going to siphon off the passing work. Rojo, I think, is going to be the early down grinder for the most part. Uh, but keep in mind, all it takes is one mistake out of a Rojo missing a hole, fumbling, and Bruce Arians will have his ass on the sidelines quicker than you can blink, and playoff Lenny will be in there toting the rock. Oh, this is live right now. Chad's looking through his roster. He's trying to move play playoff Lenny. Um, let's look at what your options are here. Not, unfortunately, a lot. Uh, Caitlyn Jenner-esque, I would say, in terms of the options there on your, <laughs> on your halfback depth. Yeah. If there's one you can maybe go with, it's Jamal Williams there, Troy running back, spelling DeAndre Swift. But I think playoff Lenny might have to be your guy, buddy. Yeah, I mean, I gave it some thought. Like you said, I mean, I can't sugarcoat it either, buddy. I, I don't have a whole lot of good options there. So, uh <laughs> I guess I'm just going to leave him in there after all that. But I was, yeah, we, you caught me red handed. I was searching for my phone, trying to get some live fancy advice. Uh, I mean, who wouldn't? Um, I'm desperate. Uh, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, we'll just leave it. Maybe he'll fall in the end zone. And if Dallas gets their asses handed to him, then maybe at least I could have something to hang yeah, my head on. I was going to say, Lenny could be in there grinding it out. I tell you. you know what? Actually, if there's. 
if, if anybody's listening, you know, I, this is one of those cases where I really think that I, I could use some prayers. I could use some <laughs> thoughts, some prayers, because look at these projections here. And then you've got, I mean, nobody is, I mean, I don't know. The line on the Dallas game was, was, uh, Dude, Chad, let me give you your sad drinking start right now. I'll crack perfect, you another perfect. victory That's dance. Right on cue, man. Right on cue. Cause this one's just about done. And I'll start my happy drinking air, crack another Oktoberfest. Yeah, I mean, boy, like I said, it just it must be nice. It must be nice. And and that's that's good. That's that's good. But <laughs> I don't believe that one second. Um let's just say this. What is 38 point dog? That's big. If there's a path forward to victory, how's that happen? What happens? Um, I I think I think a lot of it could, yeah, could rest on on Zeke's shoulders, as you mentioned, um, and just maybe having some of your players just come up short of those projections for whatever reason. Um, you know, maybe they just get off to to slow starts, or or they decide that they don't need them. You know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, because and and you know, injuries injuries can happen too. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah, injuries, injuries certainly do happen. They it, can happen. And I'm not uh, not rooting for any one particular person to get injured. Um, that's Maybe never like half of them. the right thing to do. But, um, yeah, uh, I guess that's really all I can say for myself right now. I mean, uh, thanks for embarrassing me on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Um, I don't have many other takeaways. From this, uh, I'll get into the only other takeaway I have once we get into the betting advice for the evening. Uh, last question I'll ask, and I'll kick it off. PHFL Network, where are we going to slot this game? It's a no-brainer to me. Our teams are kicking off the NFL season. Our teams are going to kick off the PHFL season. We're kicking off the Race of Three podcast season. This is the de facto Opening game of the PHFFL Thursday night football. Yes. It's going to be fun. All right. I love it. I will say this. 38 points seems a little steep. You will cover it, but you will still end up not. Those will be the only victory dances that are in those cans that you'll have this week unless you take any solace in covering the spread here. Uh, So with that, God, we made it through the gauntlet. Looks like we're at recording time of roughly an hour and 15 minutes right now, an hour and 13, let's call it. Um, I still imagine we got a little bit to go here because our betting advice, I'll get it pulled up here on Odd Shark. We know it like the back of our hands. We know what Thursday night football is. It is the Dallas Cowboys versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Chadillac, Dallas Cowboys, my defending World champs, defending Super Bowl winners, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, Jesus, the spread's even gone longer here, folks. So we open this up. The original spread opened at seven and a half. Uh, it has since climbed to minus nine. The opening line of the over under was at 52 and a half, and it's actually gotten back there. So it creeped down. I was looking throughout the week, I think it creeped down as low as 51. People have, must be coming back, hammering the over. It's back up to 52 and a half. Um, the 
public where the money's going at the minus nine line. Anyways, we have 50% of the bets going on Tampa Bay, 50% going on the Dallas Cowboys. The over-under, that's a little bit steeper. That might even creep up another half point here. We got 56 going on the over and 44% going on the under. CT Chadillac, Odd Shark here. They're projecting a 30 to 14 point win. What are your thoughts? What do you think? If you were laying money down, if you were doing an SGP, not to be mistaken, earlier in the night when we talked SPG, salt, pepper, garlic, now we're talking same game parlay. Where would you put your money? Where are you sitting at? Give me your analysis. Give me who covers the spread here and give me your over under pick. Well, just pulling up the page, you know, I, I'd have to say that kind of the, the wind almost just kind of got sucked out of me. Um, and it makes me sick. <laughs> um, you know, that the number changed and actually went even more in your favor. Um, but I will say that is a big number, you know, so I would yep. definitely take the Dallas plus nine. Give that to me. Give that to me because because I have a feeling that it's just it's just not all going to be sunshine and, and little, lemon drops a little, tonight. A little you. Super Bowl hangover. Perhaps. Yeah, I'm hoping that, yeah, yeah, you can celebrate last year, but, boy, this is a new year. This is a new new Cowboys team, and uh, we got some – we got some pass rushers coming for for Mr. Brady. So yeah, so let's just see about that. Now, our next question. Um the over under 52 and a half. Okay. I don't look at that quite as much. Can you help me with the math here? Uh, uh well, what, so, what what do you need for the math? You're 52 and a half. You're talking essentially a 30 to 21 ball game. Okay. 33 to 21 would put us over. 30 to 21 would put us under. I do kind of feel like that's that's kind of right in line there. I mean, I just I don't know that I can that I can see it becoming a real high scoring affair tonight. Um unless it's the Bucks. I mean, I hate to say that, but <laughs> <laughs> unless it's the Bucks scoring all the points. But yeah, so let's just um, let, let's go ahead and go under it. Let's go under that, whatever, um, and uh, and leave it at that. All right. Any other thoughts, takeaways you want to get out there for the game? For the only thing I will say about your supposed pass rush that's coming, <laughs> it's going to get stonewalled by a hell of an offensive line. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> wow. Just cranked it up a notch on the on the trash talking. Well, there was one thing I wanted to say, which I was kind of telling you earlier. And the one thing, this is what really bugs me about Tom Brady. And of course, he, <laughs> yeah. he has the right to uh, do and say as as he pleases. Um, you know, for 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 who he is, all he's accomplished, whatever. But it just bugs me the fact he sits there all week and talk so sweet about the opposing team, you know, this week, uh, the Cowboys, of course. And he just, you know, saying, hey, he's been a great player, you know, since he's come in the league and he's just so great and really good. You know, he says all that only because he knows he's, he's <laughs> way better. Yeah. He's going to, he's just going to tear, tear our hearts out. It's just like, I, I guess, 
you have to understand that that is total BS, dude. Don't come out there and and talk so sweet and and act like you know. What would you rather him say? Just don't say anything. <laughs> just be quiet, dude. You've got nothing left to prove. retire. Perhaps it sounds just like retire. What you like. I mean, of course, right? I mean, I'm nitpicking. I've got to find something. Yeah, I've got to find something because. Now there's Zeke on the screen right now. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And remember, he had a disappointing year as well. Yeah, but, but... and I love you say that because that parlays me into my points. So Zeke going against that front seven with a Vita Vey back. <laughs> a first round pick, Joe Tryon, with a leveled up Devin White that's going to be coming hunting heads. Zeke is going to be bottled up on the ground game. We're talking. You think so? I... <laughs> <laughs> I do think so. I think sub 70 yards is what I will say. Uh, he might break one like 20 or 30. Other than that, he's going to be bottled bottled up hard tonight, especially with Zach Martin out. The offensive line not being what it once was. He'll get bottled up. Your hope for him is maybe if he makes a splash in the passing game, uh, you know, seeing that he's had a little more passing work there with Dak. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. Buccaneers yeah. have struggled at that portion on that. But I do not think there's going to be a lot of green grass to run through unless there's a broken play and he gets one long run out of it. So I'll say he gets bottled up. I will say the front seven, that same front seven, I'm suspect on the secondary, being able to hang with Mari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup. We're definitely going to lose some matchups there. I think that same front seven is going to apply the heat to Dak Prescott, though. And to your point, I think it better be short and quick type passes. I don't think there's going to be a right, whole lot of right. opportunities to get five-step drops or sit back there and just hope for things to develop downfield. So I think because of the front seven, um, Tampa Bay is going to win this game. That's what I'll say. I am going to DraftKings. They do offer same game parlays now. I love it. So I can lock in what I say on this podcast every night. That means I'll probably be losing money because more often than not, I was wrong on this. So, Chad, you should be excited about that. That's what I'm going to say. It's a sucker's bet. The line opened up at seven and a half. It's moved to minus nine. I was going to bet the Bucks. I should have done it early. I'm going to go ahead and still say the Bucks cover that minus nine. And I am with you on the flip side of that. So we said 52 and a half. DraftKings now has it at 53. I'm with you. I'm going to take the under uh, primarily because I think of that Tampa Bay Buccaneers front seven. And honestly, I know the numbers, I think, the past few years argue against it. But I always, in my mind, think offenses take a little bit longer to get humming. In a year, first game of the season, expect some sloppiness. First time in a while, they're in front of a full pack stadium. We're gonna have a full pack oh, yeah. Raymond James yeah, Stadium. Sure. Yeah, that'll be even nuts. uh it is nuts. It'll be even a different element just watching it on TV. Um, so I think that's gonna cause some jitters. Maybe the offenses aren't gonna be clicking as much. I think the defenses are gonna be there. So this is what I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a 31-17 Buccaneers victory. That's gonna put us on this under. That's gonna have Buccaneers cover. That minus nine spread. I'm locking it in right now on DraftKings. I suggest you all do the same. Chad, like any other thoughts, rebuttals, anything you want to give to the group on Thursday Night Football? Well, Kamish, I got to say, I honestly agreed with uh, a majority of what you said there, um, even, you know, in regards to Zeke. Um, so very impressed by your analysis, your comments. Um you might as well have, have just gotten out the shovel right now and um, and buried me. Well. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, um, I will stop short of saying, um, 
you know, <laughs> you, you may not want to be so um, so happy, so happy go lucky, uh, <laughs> because. There yeah. is still a football game to be played, and 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 I know everything on paper, and you can pull up the the spread and and everything like that. But this is not, this is not the same Cowboys team we saw last year. I I do expect some better defensive play, and I know we're going up against the goat, all those things. Uh, but uh, Dallas does tend to play a little a little better on the road than. Um, you know, one might expect, and the, this is really uh, the pressure is on uh, this season. Now, I'm not saying I'm not saying they're coming with the win, but I think we can keep it. I think we can keep it tight. This is going to be uh, an entertaining game throughout, and uh, yeah, um, I will not. I will not go as far as to predict a Dallas victory because I just think that that would be uh, too much to say at this time, but I am hoping that we can, we can make you nervous, get a few jabs yeah. in and yeah. really just kind of, yeah, maybe just take that grin off your face. <laughs> no, dude, I mean, if there is a path forward, I do think it's your wide receivers roasting our secondary. So I'm not saying it's a slam dunk by any means. I do see a path to victory for the Dallas Cowboys. I will say this though. You say it's a new team this year and I agree with you. It is a new team year. Uh, but the only difference is, is if it was the same team from last year, this would be about a 14 point spread, and I would be projecting, oh, damn. I, I would be projecting damn. a 38 to 10 oh. victory instead. Okay. That's what I'll say, and I'll take the gloves off and I'll lay off you on that perspective now. Chadillac, I think we're at the end of that. Um, you made it through your second podcast, your second Race of Three podcast. We're wrapping it up here. We're about to go have some grub, have some dinner. Uh, give me thoughts, feedback, how did it go, or anything else you'd like to say to our listeners who we've now pushed again two weeks in a row, close to an hour and a half. I'm sure they're all still tuned in. I'm sure they're all still listening. <laughs> uh, half of them shut it off after your Hawkeye comments earlier. Uh, what would you like to say to our loyal listeners out there, Chadalek? I think it went well. I think it was a, it was another uh, success overall. I mean, um, don't have a ton to hang my hat on as far as the the actual results of of, of uh, fantasy or otherwise. Hey. But always a pleasure, always, always a pleasure to I be here. Ecstatic that you're here in person. It's beautiful. Um, a second co-host <laughs> of the year award in your future. One can hope, but I think I think Jake is gonna really he's he he's gonna give it a run for his money. But I hope that people still enjoyed, uh, regardless. Uh, yeah, I guarantee you they still enjoyed it. That is for sure. Um, I don't think I have anything else to say. The league, other than to uh, thank you for being here, Chadlack. I'm excited for the evening here. One of us is gonna be happy drinking. One of us is gonna be sad <laughs> drinking. I can't wait to find out who's doing what. And cheers to you, Chadlack. Cheers to you guys and cheers to the league.
I'm drunk on Tuesdays. I'm drunk on Wednesday too. Oh, I'm drunk on Tuesdays. I'll drink it all red, black, and blue. And one day I'll be strong until a day comes along, along, along. I'm drunk on Tuesdays. Watch me now.